Hey, I'm Pastor Brian, and we're so excited you made the decision to view a message that's coming from our house. Do you know that you should never give comfort the power to determine your destination? Yeah, that's right. There's something far more powerful that's working in you to determine and move you the direction God wants you to go in. Enjoy the message. But you know, uh, on Sunday, we, we said a lot of awesome things. How many of you guys heard Sunday's message? Or... So we said, we, said, we said a lot of awesome things, and uh, tonight, tonight's going to be like more of like a, a night of surgery, you know. You know, we're going to have to, y'all like, what was Sunday? <laughs> y'all looking at me? Sunday was the conversation to get you interested in going to the emergency room. But welcome to the emergency room. I'm glad you decided to go through with this operation. But let's talk about what this operation is about. <laughs> you guys know we talked about what do you? I'm gonna have to go through in order to get to. <laughs> but look at your neighbor said, "I am a new creation. We can do this." Now, if you were still looking at your neighbor, that wasn't the we I was talking about. So we'll try it again. So you look at your neighbor and say. I'm a, new I'm a new creation. Now look towards heaven and say, we can do this. Because, <laughs> well, we said there's, there's purpose in every problem. Every problem has a purpose. And some of y'all probably left here like, nah, Pastor, I got problems, like problem problems, you know. I don't know about that whole purpose in my problem. It's a problem problem. You know, maybe some people got a problem and they problem got purpose, but I have a problem problem. There's no purpose in it. It just need to go away. You know, that same crowd was probably like, you know, we, we got all excited. Like, can you see what God is saying? Some people was like, no, I can't see nothing God is saying. And why is this? Why, why is this so hard, right? Why is it so hard sometimes for you to hear that there's a purpose in the problem or the problem has purpose? Why is it so hard to receive it? And that's what I mean by we're going to take a little time, slow down a little bit and go through some surgery of how to really get where God wants you to be at so that you're not just shouting it in church, but you really believe it. Like you really believe that every problem has a purpose. You're not just saying it because it sounds good and everybody was hollering and it was exciting and Pastor Brian was jumping and running, so it got to be true. No, we, we want you to see that it's true, amen, <laughs> and that God really, man, he's so awesome and he loves you so much. And it's the dedication of his love that, that, that wants to see you be everything that he says that you are. You know, it's the, similar to the same type of a love that, that a parent has towards a child. That's how God says, man, I don't love you any different than a father should love their children. And, you know, fathers kind of keep it real with their children, you know, until they feel like maybe I'll lose them if I keep it real and they start doing some other stuff. But as long as they feel like their child is open to honesty, they'll give it to them. And I believe that that's where God wants us to be. He wants us to be open to honesty, because as things are truthfully told to, I'll tell you on Sunday, you know, I didn't necessarily like 
the phrase, you have to go through that to get to this. But I'm glad I heard it. I'm glad I heard it because I like the truth. And so turn me to Matthew 16 and I'm going to start here at verse 21. But why is that true? What? How, how, how can I really, really, Pastor, like, say every problem has a purpose and, and really, really just believe it? Because Pastor Brian ain't no fool. I know some of y'all left here like, no, nah, but problems are still problems. And so we just going to have a little surgery just in case you wasn't thoroughly convinced. Amen. I'm going to read New Living Translations, but Matthew 16, 21, it says, From then on, Jesus began to tell his disciples plainly that it was necessary for him to go to Jerusalem and that he would suffer many terrible things at the hands of the elders. And there goes once again, Jesus once again telling us, no, I have to go through this to get to that. The leading priest and the teachers of religious law, he would be killed, but on the third day, he would be raised from the dead. So he's saying, yeah, I'm going to have to go through all of that, and I, but I'm, I'm going to go through all of this to get to that. But I'm telling you this ahead of time. Verse 22, but Peter took him aside, and we talked about them people that take you aside, <laughs> But Peter took him aside and began to reprimand him for saying such things. Heaven forbid, Lord, he said, this will never happen to you. Verse 23, Jesus turned to Peter and said, get away from me, Satan. <laughs> you are a dangerous trap to me. You are, look at these words, you are seeing things merely from a human point of view, not from God. And so some people might say, you know, why would why, Jesus didn't have to say, get away from me, Satan? You know, he could have just been a little cooler about the situation, right? He did pull him to the side. That's kind of respectful. He was like, I ain't going to do this like last time. Last time, you just hit all us up. I'm going to go ahead and pull you to the side, let you know Jesus. I heard what you said once again about going through there, but I don't think, you know, this is a good idea. We've been through a lot of places. We survived a lot of thises, but do we have to keep pushing the limits, you know? And so he's trying to have a one-on-one. Anybody ever try to pull you aside for a one-on-one? It's like you had the group meeting, told everybody how you feel, you were solid about it, and then as soon as you leave the room, someone's like, can I just talk to you for a second? Like, let me help y'all, brother. Now, I know you was excited up in there, but I think we need to review this situation a little deeper. And that's what, you know, Peter is here trying to communicate to Jesus, you know, in a, in a deep, I imagine Peter's like, I have to do it a different way. Last time he just casted us all out, you know what I'm saying? And maybe he just wanted to do that. So let me go ahead and just bring him in here and just kind of talk to him in a, in, a, in a respectful way. He is the Messiah. I understand that. You the leader. However, um, this don't sound like a good idea, Jesus. But Jesus didn't say, it's okay, Peter. It'll be all right. 
That wasn't his response. His response was, get away from me, Satan. Now, I don't know about you, but that's, that's really stern. That was, I can think of a lot of different ways in a private conversation. You know, last time he said it because there was witnesses. That's me and you. Why you got to call me Satan? Like, I can understand if you was in that whole proof of point in front of everybody thing again. But it's just me and you and you calling me Satan. I think it's a little dramatic. It's a little dramatic, Jesus. And you've been a little emotional lately. Ever since we're getting closer to Jerusalem, you've been getting a little angry. Maybe this is a little more your anger. You didn't call me Satan. We all know I'm not Satan. You just was telling me you was going to build your church with me. Now I'm Satan? It seems a little aggressive, right? But why would... Why would Jesus react so sternly? Because there's danger in a point of view. There's danger in a point of view or danger in a perspective. What Jesus was really trying to communicate is, and he said, he says, get away from me, Satan. You are a dangerous trap to me. But then he signifies why he is a dangerous trap. You're a dangerous trap because you see things merely from a human point of view, not God's. He's saying, look, Peter, the situation is you're processing things from a point of view that's opposite of God's. And As soon as I adopt some of the thoughts that led to your point of view, I have to switch perspectives. And as soon as I switch perspectives or point of view, I immediately have to see new thoughts. So if I don't cut off the point of view or if I don't cut off the perspective, I'll become subject to the thoughts that are running through you. Because truth is, perspective is the resource that generates new thoughts. What Jesus realized is he's not just here trying to worry or concern for my comfort. The statement he made is trying to change my point of view. Because my point of view, Jesus, like I have a heavenly perspective on this situation. That's how I can understand that I'll have to go through this to get to that. You see the this as pain, despair, and I possibly might not come out on the other side. But that's a human way of looking at it. That's a human way of looking at it. And as long as I allow myself or if I attempt to entertain the thought I also have to switch and entertain the perspective that birthed it. Y'all following me? So Jesus was stern because he realized he was operating from a different perspective. And that's big because oftentimes, We're not as quick 
as Jesus just was and deciphering when someone's trying to change our perspective. It wasn't just a suggestion. It wasn't just the thought. They weren't just words. They were an opportunity to accept a different way of viewing life. Because perspective drives new thoughts. If you want to gain new thoughts, change your perspective. It's quite simple. If, if I'm looking this way, I can describe what I see. If I want to have a different description of the same room, I'll just stand on that side and look this way. But in order for the new thoughts to be generated, I have to change my point of view. I have to accept a new point of view in order to generate new thoughts. And Jesus is like, this is, this is important. This is important. And that's why we started saying the problem has purpose. We're not saying that to say that a problem ain't a problem. We're just saying the beginning of understanding new thoughts concerning the situation is you have to first change the perspective. As long as the problem remains a problem, new, no new thoughts will be generated on the situation because you're viewing it from the same perspective. All I simply have to do is say, oh, this problem has purpose. And I immediately open myself up to a new way of thinking about the same situation. And so it's, it's, it's not to confuse something. It's not to try to cause something that is not like y'all just walking around and, and just fantasy land. Like, no, I'm working on changing my point of view. Because what I realized is my point of view generates the thoughts that I have. And the thoughts that I have translate into the actions I commit to. So if I continue processing things from the same point of view, I'll continue having the same thoughts. And if I continue having the same thoughts, I'll continue in the same action. So I'm sorry. I'm tired of having these same thoughts. And so to radically try to change something within me to process something different out of me, I ain't going to call it a problem no more. Every problem got to have a purpose. Now, this is just the beginning, but it's the beginning of a new point of view. Y'all yeah. just look at David and say, I don't have problems. I have purpose. I got purpose. That makes me just have to get on the other side of every situation and see it differently. And that's exactly what Jesus was attacking. And that's why he attacked it so sternly. It's because, man, the only way for me to think about what you said is to change my perspective. But I know I have heaven's perspective. I know that I'm supposed to go through this in order to get to that. 
I know this. I've received this. I've now committed to this. In order for me to decommit, Satan has to get me to process new thoughts. And the only way he can get me to process new thoughts is for him to give me something to change my point of view. Y'all know the type of people say, you just ain't seen it from my side yet. Sometimes you don't need to go over there. It could be a bad trip that you can't get back from. The other side of it might not be what you need. And Jesus is like, no, no, because that's what, that's what, but we might stay right here. Because that's what Peter is focusing on. He's focusing on what, man, I'm getting ahead of myself. But what Peter is focusing on is he's focusing on the pain through the process. And Jesus is like, I've already reconciled within myself that I have to take on some pain in order to free some people. What are you doing? You're playing on my emotions to try to get me to switch my point of view. And people will play on your emotions to try to get you to switch something you've committed to. You'll be like, oh, you know what? I think I think it's time for me to call it quits in this relationship. Well, you know, baby, you don't quit on the last two relationships. And now you're thinking about going back when you already had solidified in your new point of view based on the good information you got. He ain't no good no more. But you tried to use my past to change my point of view. And if you use my past to change my point of view, you'll keep me processing the same thoughts that got me where I am. Don't use my past to change my point of view. I'm trying to get rid of my past to get a fresh point of view. As long as I'm looking at my past to determine what can happen in my future, I'll never receive new thoughts. Well, you've always done it like that. Boom, there we go again. I get what I've always done, and it's got me where I stand. I'm trying to move from where I am to where I believe God's calling me to. But the only way I can get there is to start seeing things from a different point of view. But this is hard work. Got me honest with you, this is hard work. Why is this hard work, Pastor Brian? Because there's comfort in what you know. There's comfort in what you know. Peter was saying, okay, now if you said you was going down there to Jerusalem to walk on the water, seeing that, done that. Now if you said you was going down there to pass out 5,000 people with, with a few loaves, seeing that, know you could do that. If there's another Lazarus, I know you could do that too. However, I ain't seen you raise yourself yet. This is unfamiliar for me. And because it's unfamiliar, it's challenging my comfort because we are comfortable with what we know. If y'all don't know, boy, I just, I just skipped all over my notes. <laughs> Go with me to 2 Corinthians 5 and I'm going to go to 16, verse 16. Because God had a plan for that. And he delivered an answer through Paul about what to do about this. 
because it's a challenge. Can, can, is it okay for me to take a poll? It's a challenge to escape your comfort zone. Let's just be real. It's a challenge. I'm comfortable because I know what's going to happen. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You should find comfort in what you know. However, you should never give comfort the power to decide your destination. Amen. And Peter was trying to allow the comfort of what he knew to realign the destination of what Jesus knew he had to do. Y'all there? I'll read this in the NLT. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 16 says, So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know him now. Of course. (laughs) This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God. Look, he's saying, this new person is a gift from God. The fact that the old life is gone and a new life has begun. This is a gift from God. Y'all look at me and say, this is a gift. It's a gift that the old life is gone. It's a gift that there's a new life I now have. He's in all this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ and has given us this task of reconciling people unto him. Now, why is this such a gift? This is a gift because in order for me to operate from heaven's perspective, I have to evaluate myself from Christ's past. Say it again. I had to give you a new life. And I had to say, hey, man, that past is gone away because you find comfort in what you know, which is your past. And so I didn't just do this because it sounds good. I did this because I wanted you to be on the same playing field as Christ was. I want you to be able to accept The things that I say, which challenge the things that you know. But the only way to make this thing work is to put you on the same playing field. You can't look back at you and find comfort. You have to look at Christ and what he did to find comfort. What are you saying, Pastor Brian? Same conversation. Hey, man, I think I'm going to move on from this situation. You're always moving on from something. Every year you get a new something you're moving on to. You're right. That's my past. But that ain't his. It's not his. And I'm a new creation. 
I have a new past. If you want to calculate my future destination based on past results, you're going to have to open up the book and tell me what he did to now calculate what I can do. Why is this? Because truth is you can't receive a new thought while embracing the same perspective. And I know I told you it's a little surgery tonight because it sounds exciting to be like, I'm in Christ. I'm in Christ. I'm a new creation. All things are past. All things are new. It's exciting to say it. But this is how you apply it. You apply it by saying, I have a new level of producing, not based on what I've used to produce, but based on what he did, I now can do. And so when the challenge of comfort comes to say you're arrested to what you once could produce, I can now fight that same conversation by saying I'm a new creation. All things are new. You want to check what I can do? Check what Christ did. And I don't think Christ had no problems that he couldn't solve. So the problem can't be a problem, not for me, because he's victory. And if he's victory, I'm victory. I done seen you fell at that thing five times before. You finna really try it again? Yep. And you know what? This time, the whole time I'm going through, I'm going to process it from the point of view of I am a champion. Because every other time I went through, I processed it from the point of view of I hope this works out. I hope this can happen. I hope they give me a chance. I hope they see my name. I hope they call me out the crowd. Now I'm processing it from you ain't got to call me out. I am the situation. He lives in me. If you wanted to jump off, you might want to come get me. Right over there. I'm right over there. <laughs> now they say problems can't be labeled as problems. Now I'm going to go back up. You guys put that chart up. This was supposed to happen a long time ago. Y'all see it? And it's just this simple. Want to gain a new thought? receive a new perspective. Want to keep the same thoughts? Keep the same perspective. Want to maintain bad thoughts? Maintain a bad perspective. So he's saying, no, it starts with ain't no problem that don't have no purpose. You just denying reality. I am. And if I have to deny my reality so I can receive a new thought, that's a new beginning for me. Because I used to process all of my reality. And it got me depressed, had me condemned, had me just feeling like I couldn't do anything. It had me feeling worthless. I'm not supposed to feel worthless. I'm a child of the king. So something is wrong. If the thoughts in my mind that are being processed are telling me over and over again that I can't, I won't, and I'm not enough, I got the wrong point of view. I can't stand in the same point of view and expect new thoughts. I got to go somewhere else 
And being in Christ seems like a good destination. (laughs) Boy, that just makes me so excited. So we might say, man, Pastor Brian. And I'd say it like this, right? Just a little more surgery, right? We could just... I'm slowing myself down so I don't get too excited because y'all know I like running around. And so you have a way, a way that once, I'm going to say once because we're going to put this way away and accept a new way. But this is how most of us were, were, were trained. You see something, you believe something, then you act. I have to see it. Then I have to believe what I see, and then I act on what it was. The thing is, it actually is reversed. It's reversed when you're talking about operating from heaven's perspective. Heaven's perspective says, I believe, so I act, then I see. I believe, then I act. So I see. But what would we use to process? I see it. Y'all know it. When I see it, I what? But we have to change that processing. We have to change that processing because kingdom processing is you believe it, so you act, then you see. And that's what Jesus was saying. Like, nah, Peter, it's death, burial, then resurrection. I'm going to have to do it. There's going to have to be a death. There's going to have to be a burial in order for there to be a resurrection. Now, I know the seeing parts at the end. (laughs) And that's opposite. To how your mind wants to operate in life, your mind in life wants to touch it, to believe it. But it's hard to touch a resurrection, Peter, without the first being the death. We have to go through this. To get to that. Man, I just feel like we having a, a good time here. Y'all, y'all doing all right? Because I heard somebody, you know, and often hear stuff like this, and I'm like, that's interesting, right? Um, I saw somebody saying, and it, and it's hard because. In 2019, if you haven't realized it yet, the embracing of, like, the individual is so important. Like, you got to do you. You got to do you above all other things. And I seen somebody, they posted something. Some of y'all may have seen the same post. Or may have posted a similar type of comment before in your past. Or even had a similar type of thought before in your past. But the comment was like, 
if the people don't accept you, they the wrong people. But what disturbed me is it was plural. Now, I can understand if a person doesn't understand you, but if a group of people don't understand you, I mean, what do you think is easier to change? The people around you or the attitude within you? I don't know if you know or not, but people aren't a renewable resource. I just want a new group of people. A whole group? Like, how many are you talking? At some point, you have to start. It's kind of easier for me to change me than to start trying to change But what they say, I know me. There's comfort in me. And so I like me. However, me offends a lot of people. So until I can find a new group of people that's not offended by me, I'll continue to accept that I just don't fit in. Instead of just realizing this is kind of easy. It's a lot easier to change the attitude in you than all the people around you. Oh, Pastor Brian, you better be taking me somewhere. Oh, y'all know I am. Turn me to 1 Corinthians 9 in 19. Because what's a lot of people's challenge? You know, what's, what's a lot of what is working in us and really against us at times is we're trying to remain and keep our perspectives in a we relationship. Like that I perspective is a perspective that will keep you processing the same thoughts and producing the same actions. However, society has literally literally grown to the point that I'll change everything around me before I ever take a thought towards changing me. Like, that's like acceptable thinking. Baby, if they don't like you over there, you just got to get up out of there. All of them don't like you? (laughs) There's not a soul in the house that sends you a birthday card? Far Paul went. First Corinthians 9 and 19. Even though I am a free man with no master, I have become a slave to all people to bring many to Christ. Paul's literally saying, I made a choice to understand that there is value in another perspective. When I was with the Jews, I live like a Jew to bring the Jews to Christ. When I was with those who followed the Jewish law, I lived too under that law. Even though I'm not subject to the law, I did this so I could bring to Christ those who are under the law. When I 
and with the Gentiles who do not follow the Jewish law, I too live apart from that, from that law so I can bring them to Christ. But I don't ignore the law of God. I obey the law of Christ. Look at this. When I'm with those who are weak, I share in their weakness. For I want to bring the weak, what? To Christ. Yes, I try to find what common ground with everyone, doing everything I can to save some. I do everything to spread the good news and share its blessing. And Paul's like, look, now I won't change my perspective for your opinion. However, I will absolutely change my perspective for his kingdom. And for his kingdom, I often have to change my point of view. I have to lay down my eye to pick up my we. I have to lay down my comfort because I'm comfortable in what I know. But in order for me to walk out what God wants me to walk out, I actually have to make a choice, a conscious decision to step away from I, because as long as I is living, my thoughts are going to remain the same. And if I want to be able to reach all people, I have to have new thoughts. And why you say all this, Pastor Brian? Because some people, like I say, they will believe that this is blasphemy if you didn't read it to them. Like you trying to brainwash me. No, I'm not trying to brainwash you. God is trying to brainwash you. <laughs> he wants all your thoughts. We talked about on Sunday. Google is trying to brainwash you too. You know what the problem with Google is though? Google is a search engine. It can only look up what you know. Say that again. Google is a search engine. It can only look up what you know. You enter in what you know, and it will continue to feed you your same thoughts. That's Brian said again. You keep trying to, I'll just use Google to try to keep it light, but you keep trying to input you and get fresh and new. You can't continue to input you and gain a new. You got to take something from somewhere else. But not just anybody. He says, so absolutely. There's a whole lot of laying down. Not so that you could. Lose yourself as far as, oh, man, I'm just going to lose everything. No, no, no. Yes, that's, 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 that's kind of it. But, yeah, that's not all the way it. I want you to lose yourself because losing yourself ain't actually losing yourself if you lose yourself to Christ. He said that's actually gaining yourself. We're going to jump back in to Matthew 16. And 24, and I'm going to leave you all alone for the night. Because truth is, sometimes you have to escape the grips of your comfort to enter the rest of his calling. 
Like you can You got to break free of you. But you ain't going to break free of you as long as you is the only one involved. Because all you can continue to do is process you. Then Jesus said to his disciple, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross and follow me. What is he saying? Everybody got an eye they got to lay down. Everybody has something they have to lay down. If there's no laying down of something, there can't be a picking up of something new. He said, but this ain't random what you got to lay down. I'm telling you what you got to lay down right now. You got to lay you down. I know. He said, take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. He's saying, I understand that there is something you're about to have to take off. But you're taking it off so that you can gain a new perspective. But understand the value of a new perspective. A new point of view, a new perspective gives you the opportunity to experience new thoughts. And these new thoughts are powerful because they're going to drive your action. So yeah, a problem will remain a problem in your eyes until you lay down your perspective, pick up my perspective, but understand it'll start to introduce new thoughts. And that's what I want to get you to. I want to get you to a place to where my thoughts and your thoughts are the same thoughts. I sent Christ so that the starting ground, the common ground of where you even can relate to would no longer be you, but Christ. Because if you don't start with Christ, it's hard to even begin to entertain the stuff I speak to you. Because newsflash, I speak from heaven's perspective. I speak from heaven's perspective. You guys can stand to your feet. Look, Pastor Brian did it. It's 817. <laughs> and what are you saying, Pastor Brian? Oftentimes, and y'all know, I just, I just love how my father said things. He says, I, you don't want talent to take you places. The lack of character won't let you stay. But what shapes our character, our point of view on life, 
who you are before you met Christ, the character that you had before you met Christ was based on your experiences and what you've determined to be true. And you said, that's life. This is what shapes how I see things, what I've experienced and what I believe is true. And like I said, I know it's difficult to think that I have to lay down what I know. I spent my whole life gathering these precious thoughts I have. And Jesus is like, absolutely. But I'm not asking you to lay down what you know and pick up nothing. I'm asking you to lay down what you know and pick me up as everything you know now. It'll give you a fresh point of view. There won't be problems. It's just purpose. There won't be the thought of death. There's only victory. And you'll be able to see me in some of the hardest and most difficult times of your life. Amen. Thank you for viewing today's message. We pray it was a blessing to your life. Remember to like and subscribe to our YouTube page so you can catch messages as soon as they're released. And remember, today is a good day to have a good day.